Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You will need eyes to see. Welcome back to Pop Culture Purgatory. This is Jeremy. This is Diesel. And uh, uh, we're going to talk about a movie uh, called The Relic from 1997. But before we get into that movie, uh, me and Mike have been watching uh, the new Obi-Wan show. Which I'm sure everyone has been, yeah. Yes. And for the longest time... uh, I've always liked Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi and... um, some time to time as I got older, I, I wondered to myself, what was Obi-Wan doing this whole time watching Luke? And um, I remember when they first mentioned it, I was like, oh, cool. This could be something like like a slow burn. Could be really interesting. Maybe Obi-Wan's Right, all of his adventures farmers. while he's still keeping an eye on Luke and all that. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but now we've, we're finally starting to get it. and It's uh, been very different. <laughs> it's very different, yes. What do you think? What's your what's your thoughts, Mike? Uh, well, like, I I don't mind Leia being involved as a character, and obviously spoilers to anyone who hasn't seen it, but mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense, you know. With regard, did she just forget about this whole fucking escapade? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because right. the only kind of thing she says in A New Hope is, you know, you fought with my father in the Clone Wars. You know, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, basically. There's no kind of right. – I don't know. It's weird. It feels like they're just kind of retconning a lot of shit, which is what this has been doing. It's Kathleen right. Kennedy as usual, but I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and I, I want to like it. I still think Ewan McGregor's great, but yeah. the writing is just – It's it's not good. I agree. It's really it's really bad. It's it, um, and I'm with you though. I think I I still like Ewan. I mean, I but I still like I still liked Ewan back when he was in the other fuck the prequels. I still liked him then, for the most part. Me too. But um, and I like him here. But this is again once again it feels like he's in a uh I don't want to call I, I really don't want to call it this because I mean <laughs> it's not completely a piece of shit. But he's kind of like in another shitty Star Wars movie. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah. And he's the best. There's part so of it many again. things that don't make sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like. Um, in the New Hope, Obi Wan senses Vader from the Millennium Falcon when he's on the fucking Death Star, Death Star, but they can't 
filled each other from 30 yards away 30 after yards. 10 years. Like, come on, man. <laughs> it just it doesn't add up to me. No, and especially when like Obi-Wan is like terrified. Um, he's having like uh he's he's being delusional, he's seeing Anakin. And I felt like the the more fear he's letting in, the more his guard drops. And fuck, Vader's gonna smell that fucking fear and come after this fucking guy. Right. And I I, I know. And it doesn't work like all right. Well, I want to say, uh, for instance, like there's this for everybody listening, there's a scene in the third episode where uh um uh Leia and Obi-Wan, they, they're they supposed to go to a meeting spot to get picked up uh, secretly to go back to, uh, uh, what's Leia's planet again? I forget. Oh, uh, Alderaan. Alderaan, yeah. Hey. Uh, um, they go there, and um, the, the, there's nobody there. And uh, Obi-Wan can't just, like, chill out and, like, wait. They... He gets upset. But it's Leia. Got... Leia's the one who gets on the, the transport or whatever. But, but, yeah. like, what the fuck? And all this time, everyone's like, just don't talk. And let me do the talking so we can get out of here as quickly as possible. Even though they're walking down like a, a man-made, basically a man-made gravel road. Like right in the middle right. of it. They're not trying to hide or anything at all. Um, they uh, Leia waves this dude, this dude guy, this uh, mole guy down. They get in this, tr- <laughs> they get in this truck. The um, human anteater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she makes mistakes. He makes mistakes like uh, lying. It doesn't. He even says like, "Well, that's a weird story." He's got a super cartoon voice. They get right. in there. They get picked. Uh, they, this guy stops and picks up some troopers, some stormtroopers, and a stormtrooper starts asking questions. And Obi Wan says, "Well, it's a long story." And the, one of the stormtroopers says, "Well, it's a long way." And it's like literally like maybe three to five minutes later, they get dropped. And off. they get dropped off. <laughs> it's like it makes no <laughs> sense at all. It's it's dumb. And then. Uh, there's a scene where Obi-Wan takes out like six troopers, like no problem, man. And then all of a sudden, like he, this, this, this truck starts showing up with other stormtroopers, like four of them. He's like, fuck it. Might as well just go in. Take it. Just <laughs> well, then in episode in. two, he didn't hit the broadside of a fucking barn oh. with this, with the, with the, you know, shooting at the stormtroopers on top of the building or whatever. It's like, come on, man. Right. Right. Yeah, and then you have the chase like scenes of Leia. Those have been the worst parts so <sighs> far. <laughs> Episodes one and two, like, come Jesus. on. I saw someone put the Benny Hill music to it, and it works perfectly. <laughs> I mean, the little and I hate to show it so much because I wanted to like this. It's just been uh, mediocre at best. Mediocre at best, and that's uh, that was my thing. I was like, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait till Disney Plus puts out Obi Wan, and I'm out. But then. I canceled a long time ago. Then I asked you for your information so I could jump in. I, I got it. I was jonesing for it. I wanted to see some Obi Wan. Hey, I get it. I watched that first episode. I'm like, man, I hope it gets better because, damn, um, I'm not <laughs> interested yet. <laughs> and I should be. And it's honestly, been a long time. By the first episode, I wasn't completely put off, but yeah, it hasn't gotten much better. No, no, uh, it's a real bummer. But I mean, I really hope. I really hope you just make this one thing. I, uh, I don't want this thing to continue. Sorry to say. Right. It's going to be one. Well, I was just hoping to see like adventures Obi Wan was doing while still monitor monitoring Luke. You know what I mean? I didn't think Leia would come into play as a plot device. Yeah, I I, I don't. I, again, I think it goes back to what you were saying before. It's that Catherine Kennedy thing. It's like like ah, she well, we, Obi Wan can't carry the whole show. Let's bring in Leia. It's like I don't need it. I mean, I'm totally okay. I with I feel like oh. they just got too many ideas going on at once. They should just let John Favreau and Dave Filoni do all of it. <laughs> sure, yeah, but right. you know they're not doing that. Or get uh, get Kasdan. Get him. Get his. Get get him or his son to come in and write some stuff. They're good writers for Star right. Wars. 
but I mean, literally, I'm totally okay with seeing old, uh, seeing Obi Wan on a planet, a desert planet, going through regular life after being a Jedi and seeing all the things that he's seen, and just kind of helping people or just working a farm or whatever. But they don't I, really I agree. Do that. So could, they had the to- they had a great chance to for Obi Wan to be sort of this lone samurai to help out different towns, kind of like the Mandalorian. But right. no, they don't. <clears throat> Like that, so well, I'm still waiting for them to just shoehorn the Mandalorian in here somewhere. <laughs> That's <laughs> like probably gonna happen. Like, I know the timelines are off, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> surprised either, or or bring in anybody. I mean, there could be anybody they could bring in. Who knows? I mean, shit, they're already bringing in fucking Darth Vader. I mean, uh, I know. Yeah, and I mean, that whole meeting, I was expecting something great. He just fucks off in the desert. He just runs <laughs> off. I'm like, what the fuck is going on it's the worst dude and then the whole scene where like uh vader um he like i don't know what it is some containment shipment or whatever he drops this thing down it's i guess it's full of flammable liquids or whatever he lights this thing on fire oh and and he burns obi-wan he he puts obi-wan in it and uh uh this this fucking loader robot comes and saves him darth vader does nothing he just lets him like pick this dude up he didn't like right. pick up Obi Wan and like bring him over to him so we could like cut him in half. None of that kind of shit. He just kind of watches. He didn't walk through the fire. Well, he's a rope. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? He didn't do any of that stuff. He just I, I, I didn't understand time. any of that. Like he's right he's there, there, the guy you've been looking for for all these years, and it's like ten years, man. I, I I didn't get it either, man. Didn't get it. I didn't get it at all. Makes no sense. But um, yeah. So I mean, three episodes left. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm just like. I don't know. It feels like they have all these gold mines and they've really been fucking them all up. So, yeah, they do. Except just, the Mandalorian. Yeah, except the Mandalorian. I think it's great. They also got, um, I'm sure you've already seen this already too, but they've got that other show coming out with whatever the other fucking dude's name from Rogue One. I don't remember his name, but uh, it's going to be a prequel to Rogue One, but I thought Rogue One was the, the prequel, prequel. So I'm like, what a, the yeah. fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. I, I like that actor, but I mean, it's still kind of like, uh, all right, we'll see. I like the actor too, but I mean, that character was like uh, nothing. I know. I know. Good job, Star Wars. Good job. Another, another shit kind of new hero they're trying to introduce and not doing a really good job about it. You've got no. thousands of years of lore and they just want to stay in this one timeline. Yep. <laughs> like, God damn. Yeah. I mean, even the Siths are boring. I find them boring too. Yeah, I agree. Which I thought I, it would be I, interesting, but I, I do like Reno, whatever, only because it makes sense. Vader always had like secret, you know, um, it's like in fuck, what was it? The the video game. Oh, God damn it. Uh, oh, yeah. Unleashed 2 or Unleashed, Star Wars Unleashed, Jedi Unleashed? Star Wars yeah. Unleashed, something like that? Jedi Unleashed? And, you know, he was like a secret apprentice. So, like, I get that aspect, but it's just been handled so poorly. <laughs> what was his name? Like Starkiller or something like that? Starkiller, yeah. Starkiller, Which is yeah. funny because there's the Starkiller base, base in, Starkiller in the base. new trilogy. Jesus Christ. And I doubt I doubt that, uh, what's his name, who uh, Lawrence Kasdan played any of that fucking video game shit. So, funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this has not been great. Uh, yeah, I do like her, though. She, well, one thing, because she's the only person that has any kind of personality at all. Um, um, but everybody else is... I mean, there's other guy, the main guy, who I think you just see in episode one, who reminds me a lot. Tell me if this tell me if this makes you think of this, too, but it reminds me a lot of Pinhead in a weird way. Oh, yeah. That was uh, the first thing I thought. It's like, oh, the Inquisitor <laughs> now is just Pinhead without the pins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. There... There are a couple of things here and there that I I, I kind of like. I mean, I like um I like Uncle Owen 
the the actor who plays Young from Phantom, uh, Phantom Menace. He's great. Uh, Joel Edgerton. I Joel Edgerton. I think he's still yeah. really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think I'm with you. I think they're kind of they're really they're really f- flubbing it up. They they just have such a a great thing they could make awesome in there and not doing it. <laughs> so I don't know. Listen, it, it's just underwhelming. Yeah, it's underwhelming. Like uh, me and Mike were talking about this today. I, I, I never did. I. Never did it ever cross my mind that one day I'd see Obi Wan like almost drunkenly like running through like a fucking de- like a what, what do you what you call it again? I'm for, for, for God. The desert. They're just running fucking off well, through the, the desert. It's like a desert, <laughs> but it's like one of those like where you grind up rocks and shit and oh yeah, I can't piles of it around. Term, yeah, That's what it looks like he's just kind of like running around like like a silver mine or something. I don't know. Yeah, like, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, and it's just like what? And he kind of op- he kind of does his lightsaber thing a couple of times and then runs away. And well, and they have a, little a brief bit, little away. kind of fight. Like, is that the showdown that we're gonna get? And that's it. Like, damn, that was lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brutal, brutal. Um, I think and I've been going back like a psychopath, and I've rewatched A New Hope, like trying to see anything that's gonna line up. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna explain Leia not remembering. No, unless it's just the name. I knew him as Ben and not Obi Wan Kenobi, which will probably be the way they go. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And hell, but I'm the one still waiting on a reason why the fucking Emperor came back in the newest movie. So (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I I don't expect any reasoning. And they'll never give it to us. It's gonna be like you know. (laughs) Well, they may, but it'll be like fucking four movies and three new shows down the road. (laughs) (laughs) So that's probably fucking definitely true. I wouldn't you know, be surprised. You know, Ray and all those fuckers are gonna come back. But it's some. It might be twenty years from now. It's gonna happen again, though. They'll bring them all back and they'll do that shit all over again. Possibly in the trilogy. It's gonna happen. If they're alive and they want to get paid, fuck it. They're gonna be there. It's gonna happen. I don't blame them there. <laughs> I don't blame them either. Don't blame them either. No. I don't blame Games of Drones coming back to sit in the booth to to be the voice of Darth Vader again. I don't blame him. He still sounds good, got but a damn good paycheck. Easy paycheck. Yeah, damn good paycheck, man. But uh, yeah, anybody out there that's got uh, Disney Plus, we'll check it out. You know, tell us we're wrong. I don't think we are, but <laughs> <I don't think laughs> let us know. Yeah, um, but so now we're gonna we're gonna jump into the 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 main course meal of tonight, which is uh, 1997's The Relic. You were the last one to leave last night. Did you see or hear anything strange? Well, I thought I heard something as I was leaving, but it could have been anything. Sweeping teams of two. Nobody goes in alone. This place is not going to open until every room is clear. I'll go. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Any idea about a weapon? Something big. The board is hosting a gunner preview here tomorrow night. It would be a disaster for us if we had to postpone. We may have somebody on our hands who makes Jeffrey Dahmer look like a Cub Scout. You have to let the gala go on. Something's wrong. Come on, what's the matter with you?
100% homo sapien. Pardon? What are you talking about? Gradual extinction of the human race. Directed by the great Peter Hyams, man. I forgot he's directed this movie. He's so also- did I. I had no idea. Forgot Tom Sizemore's in this. Penelope Ann Miller. Like, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, I also, uh, Peter Hyams is like, he's also director of photography, which is pretty cool. And um, this blew my mind. I'm sure you saw this, but if you didn't, I'm I'm happy to blow your mind. Uh, <laughs> did, you, did you see the producer? The, the one producer on this was Gail Ann Hurd. Oh, yeah, I saw that pop up in the credits, and I went back. I was like, holy oh, shit, of course yeah. he's involved. <laughs> damn. Yeah, I was like, that's that was fucking exciting, man. I was like, damn, Gillian Hurd involved in this shit. That's awesome. Um, Stan Winston, coming back with the special effects. Does great effects. Huh? He does great practical effects. I feel oh. like the CGI, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll talk about that, damn. Especially that rain <laughs> CGI, baby. Holy shit. There's right. some bad rain CGI in this thing. Yikes! It's on the rooftop. It's rough, <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, being nice about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, Peter Hyams, um, he did uh, uh, did the sequel to 2001, which I think is still oh, pretty good. 2010. Yeah, I agree. I mean, of course, you're never going to compare it to Stanley Kubrick, no. but it's a good sequel, and it follows the book pretty closely. But yeah, like um, he did the two Van Damme movies for fuck's sakes. Uh, Hard time tar- cop, not not time cop, and um, got sudden death. Sudden death. One. Great movie, yeah. I like, I like Sun Death quite a bit. Uh, also, uh, Outlands also with Sean Connery, who's basically like a Western in space. Um, he did Capricorn 1. Uh, Narrow Origin with, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, fucking Lex, did he play Lex Luthor or, uh, in the original Superman? Can't remember his name. Gene Hackman? Gene Hackman, yeah. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned, <laughs> uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I remember that, that movie. I saw that in his credits. I was like, holy shit, I used to watch that often. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, buddy. Me too. That and like Mom and Dad Save the Universe or whatever. Save the Universe, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he, did, he did the Relic, then he did End of Days with Arnie, which is the Satan, oh, the, the Satan uh, movie. Um, Musketeer I never saw. I, now, I remember, I'm, I'm sure you saw this too, but remember A Sound of Thunder? Remember that movie? I do not. Let me look that up real fast. Ed, Ed Burns. Um, uh, what else? That's from memory, but Ed Burns and Ben Kingsley. Um, I don't know a lot of these people, actually. I'm looking up that. right now. Hang on. Sorry. What's uh, uh. a Ray Bradbury huh. story? Oh, oh, it's based on the book. Yeah. I yeah. remember this being a pile of shit. Huge pile of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I remember being excited about it though. At the time I saw the trailer when I was a kid in the theater, I was like, oh, so did I remember great. reading the book. It was it was one of the ones you used to read often. Yeah, and like I was like, oh, this is gonna be great, and it was not terrible. <laughs> it was <laughs> the not. complete opposite. Um, and then the last movie he did was the movie called Enemies Closer with Van Damme. So the last movie he did was Van Damme. That was 2013. Um, Coming full circle, <laughs> back yeah. to his 90s. <laughs> And, I mean, uh, hell, Time Cop was one of Van Damme's biggest movies. Shit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, he's also a cinematographer. He did, uh, oh, man, he's cinematography on uh, Regeneration. That's a great one. Universal Soldier of Regeneration. It's a badass. Oh, movie. I forgot. Yeah. Um, cinematographer on Running Scared. How about that? That's pretty cool. <laughs> I love that movie. Me too. Such an um, underrated comedy. Yeah, yeah. Great buddy comedy. 
Um, but yeah, he's a really great director. I like him. I, I don't think he gets enough love, and he made a lot of hits. He made a lot of hits. So, right. And I read this. I actually read this book back in the day because I, uh, for some reason, I was in love with this movie. I, and I, I, I was thinking about it all day. I'm like, well, I've been thinking about it all week. I'm like, all right. I, I texted you that t- big text message. Like, for some reason, <laughs> I was obsessed with this movie. And I think what it comes down to is that. The movie has things, these three things I love when I was a kid, loved when I was a kid. Uh, the atmosphere, it's a museum with a monster in it. Practical Creepy effects, as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, practical effects are super gory. There's some pretty nice decapitation and some good uh, fake heads in here. And for some reason, just the fact that people go underground and they're in chest high water <laughs> with guns <laughs> and flashlights. <laughs> I just love that shit. <laughs> right. It's like all so, the fears wrapped up in one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, because this is the same year that uh, Resurrection, Alien Resurrection came out. I remember when they had, there's that scene where they go to like the aqueducts or whatever, and like they're all in ch- ch- uh, chest high water. And I'm like, oh man, what a great fucking shot. It's like awesome. It's so amazing. Like, and they're in the water with guns and flashlights and shit. I'm like, I don't know what that was. It's like the hard rain effect almost. Like, I don't know what it is, but rain makes things cooler and more interesting and fun and, and terrifying for whatever reason. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know, I remember too. This come this came out I think the same year Mimic did, so I was like super pumped about both of these movies. Oh yeah, for whatever yeah. reason. And I, I didn't get a chance to see Relic in theaters, but I remember running that shit immediately when it came out on video. <laughs> me too. Me too. And it's weird enough. There's, there's there's like this two main kids are very much like two main kids in the first Mimic movie. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Yeah. They, they live in this one, though. The other kids get fucking killed like fucking That's crazy. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I didn't realize this was based on a book and a book series, apparently. Oh, it's a series. I only read, I only yeah, read there, the there's original. A, there's a um, uh, sequel called The Relic Carry or something like that. Like, hmm. there's actually a few more stories involved. Okay. Okay. Well, I remember this was the first book. I, I've read a couple books by these guys, um, but this was the first one I read because of my love for this movie when I was a kid. So my grandma... Back in the day, got uh, got the audio book. We rent the audio book. I rented the the cassette. I had the cassettes, so I remember listening to those on my Walkman in my room. So, That's awesome. A lot of fun. <laughs> and it was the first Blast time I ever I ever knew. I, yeah, it was a, it was the first time I ever knew that like two dudes two dudes could be the author of a book. I'm like, whoa, two guys wrote this book. That's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> How does that work, man? You, man? So what do you think about this like, thing, man? How long has it been for I'm you? Sorry. I mean, what do you think about this oh, thing? How I mean, long? How long Good it... God, man. I, while, I think right? the last time I saw this was actually probably about five or six years ago. It was on one of the streaming. I think it was on Shudder, maybe. Watched Not it, possibly. and I, I forgot how much I fucking loved it. And I forgot that all the people in it, Penelope Ann Miller, Tom Sizemore, like, I forgot how good of a thriller it really is. Yeah, like Linda Hunt's great in it as a curator. Or I think she's like the curator of the she's museum. She's great in everything she's in, yeah. Yeah, James James Whitmore I think is really great too as the prof- the professor of um the sort of the I guess the not I wouldn't say the boss but like maybe like the um what you call him, like sort of a mentor to the James Whitney character the guy who goes to Brazil yeah I, think yeah, he's really I see great. what you mean yeah um but yeah the the movie it's a pretty tight movie like for how long it is I don't feel like it's very slow um yeah well, of course I, I feel bunch- like they split it well they get kind of stuck in the museum part so to speak like while they're making all the things to kill the you know the right fucking spear whatever it is but while everyone else is <laughs> in hell the whole time <laughs> yeah, like it's kind of it's well split up that way yeah yeah um but um i just uh, uh i have been a while for me too since i watched it 
and I had forgotten that Peter Himes uh, directed this. And Peter Himes is a really, again, like we said before, a really good director. He knows what uh, like people want, right. and uh, it doesn't feel very slow. Like like, but unlike you, like but like you said with the whole like creating stuff, like we gotta freeze it, you know, all that kind of shit. We have to create this contraption, <laughs> which is a massive like. Um, it looks almost like a compressor on on on, on, uh, on uh, what's his name's back, uh, Time Storm Tizemore's back, and he has to like elaborately hook it all up and like all this shit. But he's great in this movie, though. Tom Sizemore, he's he a is. Really it, good actor. It's it, he even said it was kind of one of his first, um, basically leading male roles by himself. You know what I mean? He does a great mm-hmm. job through it, and so does Penelope Ann Miller. She's great in this, and I like that it's not like stupid. Like, like there's a lot of intelligence involved with all the tech that goes on, everything involved in explaining. It kind of feels Michael Crichton-esque at times. Oh, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. I mean, even the fact I, – I, I like the fact I, – I even wrote down um, – uh, get your get your fucking beers ready because every time someone says fucking hypothalamus, man, you take a drink. So hypothalamus <laughs> a lot of this fucking movie. <laughs> but, Shit face um, in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was like it was it was uh, when I when I, when I saw this kid, I thought it was so interesting. Like like okay, so it's eating different uh, a certain part of your brain that basically levels the body out. Like yes. you know, uh, it kind of keeps the body at the right temperature, but also um, uh, it helps it's like it helps with producing lots of like, like thousands a, of hormones or whatever through the body and shit like that. It's kind of using using you like an incubator. It's very alien right. kind of esque in that regard, but different. Oh, don't get me wrong. True. Yeah. True. True. And uh, we have this dude who goes to uh, Brazil to you know uh, uh, anthropologist. I think he's an anthropologist. Uh, he goes to Brazil to study you know a certain uh, uh, people and natives and whatnot and certain tribes, and he's just like. They just fucking boil up some weird leaves with some weird fucking. <laughs> they give him some really ribs. good fucking hallucinogenic yeah. good shit. <laughs> Guy yeah. loses his mind. I, I love his, you, you, his face when they give him the bowl. He's like, "All right, he just drinks it. Like, fuck it, I'll just drink <laughs> this the fucking is fine. whatever." <laughs> <laughs> but I like that setup. It kind of gives me like Indiana Jones vibe. Him with the hat, like sneaking sure. in on the boat to try to get that off or whatever. I thought that was funny. Yeah, he's jonesing for that fucking like uh the the, the fungus off the leaf and shit. Like, no, <laughs> I get it belongs it. in my system. <laughs> he's sweating hard, dude. Him. Um, and I, I I love that um we're setting up this uh the, the main the sort of the main set of this whole movie uh, at a museum where they're gonna where they're where they're showing off one of their exhibits that is superstition. And guess what? Our one of our main main lead characters is superstitious. This Tom Sizemore character, which is great, like the whole like, uh, don't step off, don't step over a bo- dead body, it's bad luck. Don't you know that shit? Like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so true. And I love, and I love. He's a good foil for every all the other kind of like, like overly smart people in the movie. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And he plays. He reacts real- on his gut, and he does a great job. Yeah, like with the when he's dealing with that that prick of a fucking lead security guard, and he calls the mayor and shit. Right. I love the whole scene. Um, but I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, so Penelope Ann Miller uh, played Margot Lane in The Shadow in 1990. Right. <clears throat> I just thought it was funny that she, again, is Margot in this movie. And it's only like the movie before or after. It's really close, too. It's somewhere close, yeah. Well, I've always liked the her. first guy and the first guy, who, you know, spoiler, the first guy gets killed. Um was a stuntman also for Jurassic Park. He's the first one who gets killed by the first raptor, raptor? in the very first scene, uh, you know, in like the the containment area or whatever. Yeah, the and so it's kind of funny. 
Thing, yes, yeah. <laughs> same guy. So same fucking guy that gets ripped apart by Stan Winston effects two movies in a row. <laughs> I love it. I, didn't know that. Movie. Awesome. <laughs> I love that scene. Too. I love that scene where like uh, where uh, Sizemore comes up to uh, Linda Hunt and the prick security lead guy, and he's like, "Yeah, well, you know, Freddie Jones. It's like Freddie Jones or Freddie Davis. He, uh, he was killed here last night. Uh, somebody must have had a really fucking bad grudge against this fucking guy." And Linda Hunt's like, "Oh, Freddie." What a sweet, sweet man. And then the, the <laughs> security guards is like, yeah, I barely knew him. Like, fuck it. <laughs> like, what an asshole. Like, <laughs> move, move along. <laughs> God didn't give a shit. He does not give a shit. He wants to get that fucking pay raise. It's all he wants. It's all he's there for. He's a total dickhead. Right. Um, same thing with, um, uh, what's, uh, there's another dude who's basically stealing all of uh, 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 Penelope Ann Miller's fucking um, grant money. And uh, Chimoy Lo plays Greg Lee. Total fucking douchebag. Plays it great. Oh yeah, great job at it. Um, and it sucks that apparently that character survives into the following book, so they really butchered his character in the movie. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Wow, shit. And I never knew this was a series. I, 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 I guess I really missed out because I read this book so long ago, or listened to it so long ago. I just thought it was one, one and done thing. Now I have to go and do some research and listen to the whole fucking deal. Is it, is it, the detective and uh. Penelope A. Miller's character the whole time through, or no? Um, hang on, I'm going to these spoilers right now. Hang on, all right, Give me one sec. And poor Freddie, right? Man, he's oh, so in the book, the characters Dr. Frock and Dr. Lee don't die and are actually major characters in the sequel called The Reliquary R E L I Q U A R Y. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, they killed Frock off pretty in that cage. Oh, so yeah. he's, he's done. <laughs> That's <fucking> brutal. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, if, if poor Freddy, too, man. He just wants to get, get a little fucking high, man, in the bathroom by himself. Gets fucking dragged into the fucking stall and gets his head torn off, man. Fucked up. <laughs> that was not the high he was looking for. <laughs> not the high he was looking, looking for, dude. Head high off his body. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say that the, a lot of the practical effects still hold up really well. I agree. There's even like practical like legs, like from the camera down. You see some like legs move, right? You know, feet or whatever. But uh, they, yeah, they look great. They, they um, I think having Stan Winston here, uh, doing the special effects, but also just on set, like him saying like maybe you should do it, like do it in shadow, do it dark, really helped out. I agree, and I mean I feel like I, I this movie was supposed to be released in like late '96, but it got pushed back to winter of '97. Just because of they had so many issues with the creature effects and making it look right and getting all that shit together, apparently it's a fucking right. nightmare to figure out. I, I believe that. I believe that. I, you can tell they try to use special effects as less as possible in this movie too. And that's good. I'm always Me too. all about that. It's always when it's jumping or running that you really see it. Yeah, and you can see when that run happens. I'm like, ah, the run. I mean, it's not. It's not great, but it <laughs> but it's not bad for it. 1997. <laughs> <laughs> but when, he, when they catch him on fire, though, I'm like, that's yeah, rough. It's like it's like watching, uh, fucking, um, what is it, Spawn or something. It's like it's brutal. I'm like, oh, Jesus. yeah, I, I, really I, I totally agree. And that's why they probably left that for like, you know, it's like a two second shot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a quick yeah. cutaway, cut back is like a half a second shot, then cut away again. <laughs> right, right, right. And, yeah, good call. And it's a and it's a really good looking movie. I mean, for uh, for the most part, I mean, there's, a, there's some really great uh, shots that uh, Peter Himes does. That that really classic shot that he does. Well, I call it classic because it's just a wide shot from a very far away. But if shoot the uh, of the uh, actual museum itself, and you can see like all the cars coming down the freeway, 
and around. It all all of it looks really all looks really well done. And I really like that the fact that the movie is as dark as it is. It's not like it's not uh, shot. It's got uh, kind of like a David Fincher vibe, but only in terms oh, of like cinematography. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with this totally. And it's got some. It's like, like it's dark, but you can still see what's going on. It's done tastefully for the movie, I guess. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, because like, if you're in the if you're in the bowels of this place of this museum, it's gonna be there's no fucking lights down there, man. It's like it's like old Chicago down there, and it is right or a sewer up to your fucking chest and water. <laughs> <laughs> and I I I think um the 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 the, the detective that he uh, that Tom Sizemore plays uh. Uh, the, the Gusta, um, really great detective, and he's dealing yeah. with not only is he dealing with like they say I think at one point like seven decapitations in one week or whatever. I'm like oh, yeah, that's a lot to deal with. I get it. Uh, Where but the fuck um, do you live, Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I like the fact that um, uh, they they catch that homeless guy down there, and those cops shoot him or whatever. And he's got this crazy rap sheet. He's like, man, I just doesn't feel right, man. And that fucking yeah, it's fucked up because he knows it's not right. No, because he's seen the heads and you can see the puncture wounds right. in the heads. It makes no sense, you know. Um, but uh, how, did you, how did you like the fact that um, when they uh, when uh, Dr. Green, the Penelope Ann Miller character, she does she runs that that DNA test. Right. It comes back and she finds out uh, from Lee that it's like a Turkish lizard mixed with like beetle. And I think it's like a, something else. But then it matches with like a human. There's like a person's face that pops up, and she's like, Ugh, like freaks was, out or something. Yeah, well, it's Whitney, but like the first they find out it's like lizard, beetle, and something else, and then thirty percent, like thirty or thirty-three percent human. Oh, you're right. Human. Don't they say it's like some bullshit, like dinosaur or something? So, something like that. I don't. Know. I heard this. Lisa's like, oh, she's like, look at this chart, this DNA chart. Uh, what do you make it? He's like, oh, something. something. I can't. I didn't write the name down because it's very. It's a very Latin word. Mm-hmm. But he's he's like, yeah, Turkish lizard. I'm like, what the fuck is a Turkish lizard? Like, I don't mean, duh. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot here. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck this fuck is. is this? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember as a kid. I remember as a kid though, finding out that this was this creature was supposed to be uh, uh, the, the Whitney character. Because he evolved. Because they talk about was it? Um, I have written it down here that uh, uh, the old doctor, um, what's his name, uh, Frock, he talks about the. Let me the second page. And I was yeah, the very Callisto effect. All this, yeah. <clears throat> or basically, like, uh, I don't. I, I didn't do any research to find out whether or not this is a real thing. I would assume it probably is a real thing, but like, you know. Certain animals in the in the uh, evolutionary line uh, are, are are created or or, or uh, they become their own creature, but they kind of just fail and they don't evolve again. They kind of just become extinct, like and, Neanderthals and like Neanderthals. all of our ancestors. Right. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. That this is that this, this is that character. We have this weird thing with mixed up genes. And it, also the guy that used to work here <laughs> at the museum. <laughs> <laughs> I said, God damn. <laughs> he seems to remember her, though, because he's looking on her titties a little bit in that one scene. So <laughs> yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> that is no fucking lie. <laughs> Yo, yikes. Um, I like, uh, so how did you, what did you think about the, I, uh, I didn't write down the, I, I'm not sure if it's Latin or not, but that, the, ex- the exhibit, the, oh. uh, Bad luck music. What's said over the top of it? Hang on. I, I saved that somewhere. 
All right, so the giant monster head gate through which the superstition exhibit is entered is an actual size replica of the Orcas Gate at Parco del Mostri, uh, which okay. means Park of the Monsters um, okay. in Italy. Hear me out. Carved over the entrance of the words, God, Las Giate Ogni Speranza Voi. I'm going to say that, which means <laughs> aban- abandon all hope, all you enter here. And according to the Divine Comedy by Dante, those are the words carved over the entrance of entrance of hell. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think I might have heard of that once before, but um, that is rad as fuck. Fucking nuts. Yeah. So, what do you think of the exhibit, though? It's awesome. <laughs> yes, it is awesome. <laughs> I would I love to, to have toured it. that without some psychopathic monster running amok. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to me how they don't give a fuck about anything else. America is like, oh, no, it's going to be fine. Fuck people dying. Let's yeah. just go in there, yeah. do the thing. Like, come on. It's Food very strange. And the fact that, like, Penelope and I was like, uh, Detective, I've been talking, I've been say- I said hi to that man for six years. And it's like, He's like, yeah, and then I get right it. after that, right yeah, after that, right after that, did you that, know him yeah. that well? No, no, <laughs> yeah, no. But you said hello to him six days, you know, every day for six years, but you don't know shit about him. Bitch, you lied. <laughs> you gotta know something about the man for six years. Come on, man. you hope so. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you would hope. But so. I mean, just like that whole juxtaposition—that's her whole, you know, defense right there. And she's like, nah, I don't know shit about the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, anyway, and I, I, you know, I. Listen, I like this movie quite a bit. Let's talk about some of the uh, other stuff. Um, I, I do love the fact that the uh, when this when the when Freddy is killed, the, when the the security guard is killed, um, Sizemore is called to go there. Um, also, uh, is a is a great subplot of like uh, Sizemore's going through a divorce right now. Means his ex wife gets his fucking dog. He's like, who the fuck? What's <laughs> <laughs> custody of a fucking dog, man? Like, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh. He go he, when he's going there. Uh, he's going to the museum. That the first person he wants to talk to is Doctor Green, and he's talking to all. He's talking to the curator, uh, the curator. He's talking to the head of security, and eventually Doctor Green, the Penelope and Miller, Penelope and Miller, uh, Miller character shows up, and they're talking in the hallway. And I think he, I think it's weird. Tom Sizemore like introduces himself like two times. It's very strange. But um, <laughs> he's he's just like, okay, yeah, well, uh, I have a few questions with you later. I'll, I'll come talk to you later. He goes inside the the bathroom where Freddie's been killed. His fucking body's ripped up and just blood all over the place. And there's that weird bald dude with a mustache who's really red, laughing about just fucking talking about like potty time and shit. It's weird. Right. Um, and she just walks into the fucking bathroom like. <laughs> Like, there's all these cops all over the place. He just walks to the bathroom and flips and the then, fuck And then out. Tom Sizemore looks pissed off. Yeah. Like, Get her out of here. <laughs> Get like, her out of here. What the fuck? You're the dipshit and shut the door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I almost, I almost expect him to say that when he, she sees, like, Dr. Frock, they're like, someone get, there. get her out of here. Get her out of here. She's fucking flipping out. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, kind of going back to where Mike says before, like, uh, you know, Apparently Chicago needs this in this city. They need it now. They need to have this museum uh, attract well, all these people. Go ahead. It, sorry. It's, it takes place in New York, but they had to film in Chicago because New York Museum wouldn't allow them to. <laughs> wow, <laughs> because okay. of the nature of the film. All right, interesting. Um, and it if it, it, it it's affecting them so much so badly that they, they contact the the this the, the head of security contacts the fucking mayor. It's a, co- a total pile of shit towards Sizemore. We're talking about his fucking what? You ever seen my wife's cleavage? It's got the best cleavage you ever seen. You ever seen the newspapers? 
It's like, it's like no, no, Your Honor, I haven't seen the newspaper. I haven't seen. You, you, you'll love it. It's great. The greatest tits you ever seen. Get great sexy dress. Best cleavage you ever seen. I'm like holy shit, dude. It's fucking chill the fuck out. <laughs> and at the end, he's and at the end, he has a decency, decency to say like, "Yo, lay off him a little bit, okay?" Or you see yourself in a squad car again one day. It's like what? Okay, what the fuck? The fuck? That's like <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> I'm like goddamn. <laughs> and I'm saying this, you're right, man. It does take place in Chicago. In the book, it takes place in New York. That's my bad. I wonder what it's, it's one of those, uh, those those questions you always ask yourself. Why change it so little? You know what I mean? Like it's like oh, they were saying it's because the producers in New York did not want the, the movie filmed oh. because of how shitty the the staff looks. You know, like fuck it, let's just let's just let this go <laughs> while these motherfuckers are getting decapitated, okay. <laughs> like all around here. No big deal. Okay, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking funny. And Chicago was one. Chicago and of course Washington D.C. Were the only ones that resembled New York and Chicago was almost like, yeah, fuck it, we'll do it here. <laughs> we'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> Would you think of the scene where the uh um where I don't know what they are, I guess they're SWAT. They land up top of the roof. Oh, oh my god, it's it's pathetic. It looks like Evalde cops right now. Like yeah. <laughs> no skill, no no plan, no preparation whatsoever. Just you running around. every around. fucking thing. <laughs> yep. Um but I think as a kid, I never seen like anything like that before. Like the cops, you know, they get their way in, um, and then the creature that's there just fucking starts killing them all off. They before they even hit the ground, man. Like they hit, or they hit the ground, they get their fucking head torn off. You know, it's crazy. Right. Yeah, you never see the the SWAT get debilitated that bad, except Die Hard. <laughs> but they had fucking well, except rockets. Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But I liked all that. Now, see, there's that scene though where they're um, that dude finally. Re- and also, I have to say, I like that part where um, the creature uh, sees that one dude getting hoisted back up right throughout the window, and um, he's like, "Pull me back up, man! Pull me back up! Fuck it!" And I, I um, you, um, he starts to climb the walls. Like, fuck yeah, man! Part of his DNA is fucking gecko, dude. It's rad. Right. Um, and they, he bite, they bite that fucking, he bites that dude in half. It's pretty great. But um, brutal, but awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal, but awesome. But like, does that scene where they're pulling him up? You see that r- the rain keeps coming in from like the right side, and man, it's like the most brutal fake rain. Nobody's getting <laughs> wet. Nothing's <laughs> happening, man. It's, it's amazing. It's like holy <laughs> shit. I didn't um, take a lot of notes, but that was one of the ones I made. I was like, holy shit, that looks bad. <laughs> real bad. <laughs> it looks rough, dude. Another one, real fast. The dogs. Did you notice their names were Castor and Pollux? Caster and Pollux, yeah. Which remind me of Face Off. Caster <laughs> Troy and Pollux Troy. <laughs> I told Joey the same thing. I'm like, every time he says Cal, uh, he says Caster, I'm like, oh, I'm Caster Troy. Oh, I'm Caster Troy. I'm like, I want to take your face off. off. <laughs> 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 fucking Pollux. The fucking voice he does drives me crazy. That oh, guy. He looks, he looks like the fucking the lead singer of Oasis or something. Right? Or like, um, yeah, Spike Jones yeah. on crack? I don't know. <laughs> um but yeah uh there's a well i gotta say we gotta gotta mention this so um uh once they're uh they're in they're in that the the uh, superstition superstitions exhibit and we have a very alien-esque scene instead of like gross slimy stuff laying on somebody's shoulder it's blood and um this fucking corpse comes this headless corpse comes down and lands on a fucking pile of spears um, and every, I don't know how many people, there's a lot of people, they got a lot of extras for this fucking movie. And there's a lot of older people too. And yeah, this shit happens, man. And shit hits the fan. Like, um, 
there's a there's two security guards. One one of the security guards is from like uh, the Sopranos or some shit too. I, I've seen him before. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I know exactly what you're talking about. I thought yeah. I, I literally wrote it down. It's like that's Sopranos guy. <laughs> yeah, Sopranos guy. Um, I've seen other things too back in the '80s and stuff. But um, man, uh, for some reason, they, I don't I don't think they ever explain why this happened. But like, they have like four or three. They have like three or four like major fucking like generators. They're huge, like turbine generators. They all just blow up. <laughs> like. It makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, you're right. Well, I know that at the end, what's her name does the whole explosion to light the fucker on fire, but that's right. way after all that shit. Way after that, yeah. But they just and don't also blow up. the the main family, the Blasades or whatever, that they're supposed to get everything set for. That uh, the main uh, God, what's her name, Lori or whatever her name is. Damn it. Sure. She says get everything ready for this family, but they just kind of disappear halfway through the movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, I'm assuming yeah. he got killed, but you never have any idea what the fuck happened there. Right, right. You also never see what happens to the lady who, um, who's. They cut back the closer we get to like the middle half of the movie. There's a lady who has, um, because uh, John Whitney has sent some stuff, sent some stuff back from Brazil. And it's a, it's a couple of pieces of stone that she's basically like cleaning up to to make the figure like, because uh, over time oh, the stone. Oh, I'm talking about yeah, yeah. Which I, I like those scenes. They're really cool, and the statue Thank itself you. looks cool. Um, but, um, you never see what happens to this lady. She builds this, it feels like when, with the editing of the movie, it kind of feels like she like just made the finish line, like to get this thing together. Cause like they haven't there that night, like <laughs> on well, I was reading that they thought it was going to be a bomb. It was oh. supposedly getting really bad reviews. They, cause they push it back, you know, seven to eight months, but yeah. It made five times more than they expected it to make on its opening weekend. Whoa! <laughs> it I didn't still look it barely up. cleared even, but it it did way better than they expected. Well, how much was it made for? Uh, hang on, look it up right now. I didn't look. At, I, I should I should look that up. I didn't. Because there's a lot of reshoots, so like it went pretty oh. fucking high. Hang on. <clears throat> uh, forty million dollar budget. Okay, I'm surprised. And by that's that. in '97. And um, it made ten million its opening weekend, and they did not expect that. <laughs> it ended up clearing thirty-four million, but still, okay. Apparently, yeah. I thought it was going to be really, really, really fucking bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Austin Powers and uh, Scream that just came out. What was the other one? Scream. Yeah, it was unfortunate, but yeah, Austin Powers was you know obviously became a massive hit. So. Right, uh, but this I, you know, this is one of those movies uh, that you know, uh, for some reason it was cool back in Hollywood that sometimes they would take a chance on something like this, man. I mean, I mean, the book was a bestseller, right. um, and those guys have made other books that are also bestsellers, and these guys have been pretty well known. I'm not sure they write books anymore, uh, but um, it was just a, you know, this is basically just a creature feature, and it's a lot of fun, and it's not. I don't find it really dumb. I just. No, I mean, I, I feel like it's way smarter than a lot of the movies that are coming out at the time. I agree. I mean, Mimic's I love, great, I love time but you got to see. Oh, Time Cop is fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, dumb, it's a dumb movie, but it's a lot of fun, you know? And he's the same director. But uh, and it has that great line. One of the best lines of all time. Same face can't exist in the same time. or whatever. I always forget what, what, what it's called, but it's a great line that uh, Van Damme says at the end. And I think the bad guy says it at one point, too. But... Um, but yeah, it's just like a really fun, like, uh, and bloody at times and violent at times. Um, 
in a, a, a you know thriller and there's a lot of cool it, it's edited really well it's act i think it's acted really well for the most part uh besides that fucking i think the worst part is that fucking uh that's that uh one of the swat team guys who pulls up the other dude with his torso his legs and shit missing. <laughs> and, and he falls out of the window <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's like the guy's like oh no oh no and like his camera pans out it's like oh it's brutal man but you know some like better shit no <laughs> no <laughs> no i agree but it's still a fun action movie it really is it is and you know you, i mean that's what you uh you know uh, uh it's it's peter himes he's a great act i think he's a really great acting director and um he took something you know uh like this which I, I, it's been a long time since I listened to the book, but I don't. I remember being yeah, suspenseful for sure. But like this feels like it's everything is very mixed well in, in into it. Like kind of like you were saying before, it's not really a Fincher type looking thing or it's feel. It's got that Crichton vibe to me. I it's don't got know that why. Crichton vibe to it. Yeah. yeah, definitely does. I agree. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's. I think what is it like uh, an hour and fifty minutes or something like that? Yeah, or? hour and yeah, spot on. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, it's it's, it's on oh, HBO Max. Definitely worth checking out. That's why, yeah, definitely worth checking out. But I, that's what I want to mention. Um, that that scene where all all the fucking white people f- flip out and try to leave the museum is great. <laughs> people, are people are this one scene where an old dude freaks out so hard. There's a, there's a uh, uh, you know those I don't I don't really know what they're called. Like this, it's a display, a glass display. But they're huge. And right. in museums, if you've ever been to a museum before, um. They're like really thick glass. Like it's not made of like it's not some shitty yeah, so like, quality shit. Yeah. <laughs> this dude runs directly into one and it shatters completely. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. And it's people hilarious. are running into each other. They're jumping over each other. They're running on top of each other. One lady gets like into a turnstile and gets like, I guess, crushed to death. She spits out a bunch of blood at one point. So I don't know what happened to her. He's dead. And Old people are falling downstairs and shit and dresses. And, and they're running. They're like, suits. wait, I'm rich. I don't die. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's a great, it's a really cool scene. Um, yeah, it's it's just a, a really fun, uh, suspenseful movie and uh, with a lot of fun actors in it. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those ones I'm kind of glad that we I went back and watched. I don't remember the last time I did. And yeah, it was way better than I fucking remember. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I think it was like last week or something like that. I was on Max and I, I saw it was on there. I started watching like, I think I watched like the first like maybe 15 minutes and I stopped because I was like, man, you know what? We could probably do this for the show and be a lot of fun because I remember loving this fucking movie. And I'm still kind of <laughs> loving it right now. <laughs> yeah, me too, <laughs> man. Stop. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, I do love how that. I do love how the John Whitney character so easily hides on that, like that lift to getting back into the boat. <laughs> it's like it's that plot armor, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to say the very least. <laughs> and he like goes, he goes in like, there's boxes everywhere. Um, his boxes, spoiler alert, his boxes are not on there. There's more boxes like off the ship. Yeah. Um, but uh, he opens one box up, um, and it's like all full of rugs, and he's like freaking the fuck out. It's amazing. He's like, oh, <laughs> it's uh, hilarious. Uh, it really is. <laughs> no, no, he's like, flipping out and shit. It's, it's awful. <laughs> but um, even like though, but yeah, this this, you're right, dude. Like like this has this this even the story itself has a Crichton feel, man. Like Crichton would deal with something like this. Makes sense. Right. And even kind of Cronenberg, you know, brain-eating fucking beast, basically. Oh, Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can't wait till we see it, that fucking Crimes of the Future movie, because I heard that's I fucking weird. I can't wait either, man. 
I heard it's weird as fuck. <laughs> Sounds perfect. I still want to see yeah, the new, I mean, what is it, the uh, the men movie by, um, who is it, uh, fucking Alex, did X mock Alex Garland? Yeah. Alex Garland, yeah. I want to see that badly, too. I, yeah, same here. It's awesome. Um, but, yeah, this is it's, it's gonna, it's just a lot of fun. Check it out. Um, again, like Mike said, it's on Max. And, um, yeah, man, hit back to 1987. We had, we had some movies like this back then before, like, they didn't make, the, they stopped making, well, Monster studio, movies, basically. Yeah, yeah. The studio was like, yeah, yeah we're, we're spending too much money on this shit. We're not making profits back on this shit. Species, so, Mimic, the Relic, like all that shit. Deep Rising, which is one of my favorite movies. Like, that was a big budget. Uh, basically, like a, 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 a like sort of a labyrinthian sort of... I hope to do it one day on the show, but like like with Trent Williams and oh, Sam Keith Jansen. But that was like a Steven Summers movie. Who went to did, he went and did fucking the, the Mummy and shit. So, oh, shit. Know. Right on. It's one of his first movies, but uh, and he knows adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was like Trimark or whatever, but no, maybe Hollywood films. But um, anyways, getting off guard, or off uh, track. Uh, but yeah, check this out, Mike. Thanks for doing this with me. It was a lot of fun, buddy. Of course, man. Like I always love talking about movies like this, and I haven't, like I said, I miss films like this. You don't really see them too much anymore. No, and I, I think it'd be kind of fun since you mentioned that to do some more like Crichton. Uh, stuff you know like oh, Looker and like what the uh uh there's another one congo uh, Con- oh, i love congo i got a lot of things about to say about congo we have another one we have the run runaway with with uh selick tom selick and uh, what's his name from kiss gene simmons oh gene simmons yeah with the robots robot spiders great fucking movie yeah i love that movie it's great uh but uh yeah and then we can even talk we can also talk about some of his, his books like prey and stuff like that because this book Ray is such an underrated book. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I am totally down for doing all that, man, for sure. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, so, all right. Well, thanks for everybody for listening and, uh, you gotta take it, take it easy out there. Take care of each other. Don't be a piece of shit. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Later. Peace.